Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of Charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital, Katie Atkinson. Hello, Katie. Hi, Keith. How are you? You know, I might sound not great, but I'm totally cool. You're doing the Bonnie Tyler, <laughs> Kim Carnes thing. Exactly. I, I just like to bring that out every like quarterly on the podcast. It's, it's just raspy for sexy effect. <laughs> Indeed. Um, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. On this week's show, we've got news about Fifth Harmony's first post-Camila Cabello single, Down, how Liam Payne dropped his new video for Strip That Down, and the One Love Manchester charity concert that happened just this past Sunday. Plus, we've got chart updates about a new number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart from Bryson Tiller, a return to the top five from The Beatles, how Halsey is heading for her first number one album, and a look at how some of the frontrunners at this Sunday's Tony Awards have performed on the chart. In addition to all that, we've got an interview with New Kids on the Block. The veteran boy band is back on the road for their total package tour, this time with Paula Abdul and Boys to Men, and they talk all about life on the road, their new Thankful EP, and much more, so stick around for that. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode, and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or at KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. So let's start by running through some of the top headlines on Billboard.com. Yeah. First up. Fifth Harmony unveiled their first post-Camila Cabello single, Down, featuring Gucci Mane. Of course, Gucci Mane. That makes total sense. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't not make sense for Fifth Harmony. I know. Uh, they released it early Friday, and then they performed the song live for the first time on Good Morning America that same day. Um, the song actually continues the group's trend of hip-hop-tinged pop with a guest rapper following the lead of Work From Home with Ty Dolla Sign, Flex All In My Head with Fetty Wap, and Worth It with Kid Ink. It ain't broke, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, don't fix yeah. it. Um, have you had a chance to listen to the song yet? Uh, I have, and um, it reminds me of Work From Home. Totally. Which was probably the intention. I totally. Mean, even Their like, biggest hit. Like, even musically, it sounds like. I mean, it just... Boop, 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 boop. Like, it's very much like Work From Home. And Work From Home reminded me of Worth It before that. So I feel like it all just continues the vibe. Yeah. Um, is there any sort of early kind of chart forecasting on this at all? Well, yeah, I mean, the song just came out last Friday, so... It's very early. Yeah, I mean, it's it was too early. It, it came out too too late for the new Hot 100 right. for this week. But it's um, bubbling under the threshold of our pop songs airplay chart because that means it had uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday airplay for the pop songs chart. So most likely it'll debut next week on the pop songs airplay chart as well as the Hot 100 chart. I don't have any like early sales or right. streaming data. I would assume, though, it would probably debut on the Hot 100 next week. And not surprisingly, given their online following, it surged to the top of the Billboard plus Twitter trending 140 chart Friday morning after its release. Yeah. Which we would expect from Fifth Harmony and the Harmonizers. Uh, 
So, uh, next up, we have Liam Payne, who premiered his video for Strip That Down, featuring Quavo, which every song features Quavo Every song features Quavo. By the way, um, that also came out Friday. And in his continued departure from the One Direction vibe, he shows off some dance moves in the video. Have you watched it yet? I have, and I think saying that the phrase dance moves might be kind of pushing it. He, like, he moves. He moves. You guys, he he moves. He he doesn't dance. There are general gestures and directions with his arms There's no choreography. There's no, like, he leaves that to his lady backup dancers in the video. There's some boy dancers, too. Um, There's some boy dancers, too. Um, But it's, it's, it's very dance for a One Direction guy because those guys were known to like n- kind of buck the trend of the choreographed dance moves that boy bands were famous for before them. Yeah. So, but so he's he's dancing, he's dipping his toe in the dancing pool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh and moving on to the very biggest headline of the week, um it has to be Sunday's One Love Manchester concert organized by Ariana Grande following the deadly bombing outside her Manchester England concert on May 22nd which left 22 dead and dozens more injured. She put together an epic lineup of musicians that included Coldplay, Katy Perry, Justin Bieber, Miley Cyrus, Niall Horan, and a surprise appearance from Oasis singer and hometown hero Liam Gallagher. Uh, While there were rumors of a possible Oasis reunion at the event, the other Gallagher brother, Noel, was out of the country, but Chris Martin did join Ariana on stage to perform a cover of one of Oasis' biggest hits, Don't Look Back in Anger, which has become somewhat of a rallying cry for the city after the attack. Um, The Benefit concert raised more than $3 million in support of the victims of the bombing, according to the British Red Cross, bringing the total raised by the concerts and to $12 million. So there was like $3 million just from the show and then like yeah, an and b- support. Yeah, and before that, they'd already raised $9 million for that fund specifically. Oh, that specific fund. Uh-huh. Got it, I see. Um, did you happen to watch any of the, the live stream? I know you were traveling yeah, I, from I, London. I, I was actually on a plane uh, from from London uh, when the show was happening. Wow. So I didn't I, – I, I saw some tweets about it, but I, I, I caught some of it um, – on YouTube after the fact because it was streaming everywhere. And so I saw, you know, the, the performances a little bit later. I didn't see the whole show, but I saw a lot of it. Um, uh, you know, I think the general consensus online from viewers is that it struck the right tone, like the show struck the right tone, which is hard to do with a show like this totally. where you are memorializing the dead. Yes. But also trying to lift people up with songs like Ariana Grande's Side to Side. But even though she said in the show, you know, when she was talking to... Um, uh, a parent of one of the kids. Um, one of the teenagers who passed away. Who, yeah, I wasn't sure yep. if it was an injured teenager or no. She who, it was a died. teenager who died. Yes. And the mom said that um, her her kid would have said, uh, "Play the pl- hits, play the hits." Yeah, I, I, we should have a good time and play the hits. And so Ariana was like, "We had a different kind of show planned, but I'm we're going to do that." So out, and then she did side to side, and yep. you know, so it's it's hard, and you know, I think you know. It was a pretty perfect uh, yeah. lineup to strike that tone, too, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Coldplay always brings gravitas to everything. Like, they just, I, you know, I love Coldplay, but like, they just, they struck the right thing of being joyful and somber all at the same time. Right. So, um, it was a beautiful concert, and kudos to Ariana for pulling that off so quickly after that, that May 22nd attack. Well, Let's run the Billboard chart numbers and do the chart chat. Here are three of the biggest headlines on the charts. Number one, Bryson Tiller scores his first number one on the Billboard 200 albums chart with True to Self, while Halsey is waiting in the wings to nab her first number one. 
Uh, and number two, saying number one, number two, <laughs> on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, the entire top nine songs are non-movers, meaning they were all in the exact same position as they were last week. So boring. When was the last time we had a totally stationary top nine? Well, we'll tell you in mm. just a minute. And number three, with the Tony Awards this Sunday, we're taking a look at some of the front runners in the big musical categories and how their cast recordings have performed on the Billboard 200 chart. Okay, let's break down each of these individually. First up, Bryson Tiller nabs his first number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart with his second studio album, True to Self. The album earned 107,000 equivalent album units in the week ending June 1st, according to Nielsen Music. Of that sum, 47,000 were in traditional album sales, and almost as much were in streaming units because, naturally, it's a big streaming favorite right now in streaming services. Uh, True to Self was released on May 26, which was actually a month earlier than its expected June 23rd street date. And the album is the follow-up to Tiller's debut set, Trap Soul. Uh, that album peaked at number 8 on the Billboard 200 chart back in January of 2016 and helped Tiller finish the year as Billboard's top new artist on our year-end charts. Meanwhile, at number 3 on the Billboard 200, the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band re-enters the chart with 75,000 units thanks to its 50th anniversary reissue on May 26th. The album, which spent 15 weeks at number one back in 1967 and is the Fab Four's longest-running number one album, was reissued in a variety of formats, many of which had a bevy of bonus tracks. Uh, next week at number one, we'll likely see another act score their first chart-topping album, as Halsey will likely bump Bryson Tiller from the top slot. Her new album, Hopeless Fountain Kingdom, that just rolls off the tongue, huh. right? Yes. Um, I'm like, did I miss a word in there? Nope. It, 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 I'm, I'm a, I was afraid there was four words. Is on track to debut at number one with perhaps 110,000 units earned in the week ending June 8th. Next up, over on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, the entire top nine songs are non-movers as numbers one through nine are all in the exact same positions as last week, led by, of course, Despacito uh, by Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee featuring Justin Bieber. The only change in the top 10 is at number 10, where Post Malone gets his first top 10 hit as Congratulations featuring Quavo. Oh, look, there's Quavo again. Rises 13 to 10. Uh, I was checking. The only person from Migos who hasn't charted on the Hot 100 yet, I think, is Takeoff. So yeah. You should kind of get with it. Hurry up. Get with it, Takeoff. Um, Katie, care to venture a guess? Uh, when was the last time the entire top nine were stationary? I can't even imagine. Good. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> um, Gary Trust, who manages the Hot 100, checked for us. And it actually wasn't too long ago. It last happened on the chart dated August 24th, 2013, when the entire top 11 refused to budge. Wow. Uh, that week, the chart was led by Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines, featuring T.I. and Pharrell at number one. All right, lastly, the Tony Awards are this Sunday, June 11th, Yay. and our charts are flush with recently released cast recordings. In the past few weeks, we've seen debuts on the Billboard 200 from the revival of Hello, Dolly, starring, Do star starring Bette Midler. Starring Dolly Parton. Starring Dolly. <laughs> Actually, I would go to see that. Starring Dolly Parton. <laughs> um, and Natasha Pierre and The Great Comet of 1812, starring Josh Groban. And oh look, both performers were guests on the podcast last year as Friends they were of the pop shop, and they were preparing for their respective shows debuts. So they, of course, talked a little bit about their show. So we'll maybe we'll link to the stories or something if if you're perusing online. Um, Hello Dolly debuted at number sixty on the June third dated Billboard two hundred chart, and a week later Natasha started at number eighty seven. 
uh, Katie, would you mind running down the contenders for Best Musical as well as Best Revival of a Musical at this year's show? It would be my pleasure. Uh, For Best Musical, the nominees are Come From Away, Dear Evan Hansen, Groundhog Day, and Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. Ah. And for Best Revival of a Musical, the nominees are Falsettos, Hello Dolly, and Miss Saigon. Notably, we've had three cast albums debut on the Billboard 200 in 2017, and all are nominees in either the Best Musical or Best Revival of a Musical category. Previous to Dolly and Natasha, the cast recording of Dear Evan Hansen, which is a frontrunner to win the Tony Award for Best Musical, debuted and peaked at number eight back in February. Amazingly, Hansen's number eight debut was the highest debut for a cast recording on the chart, and the first to debut in the top 10 since 1961. Plus, Hansen's arrival marked only the fourth cast recording to even reach the top 10 of the Billboard 200 in the last 50 years. In that span of time, the only previous cast albums to visit the region were last year's winner for Best Musical, Hamilton, an American musical, which peaked at number three uh, last year, The Book of Mormon, which hit number three in 2011, and Hair, which was number one for 13 weeks back in 1969. That's a big gap there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think it's now time for a little bit of hanging tough, folks. Oh, man. It's time for our interview with New Kids on the Block. We caught up with four-fifths of the group. Sorry we missed you, Donnie to talk all about the latest incarnation of their Total Package Tour with Paula Abdul and Boys to Men. What they like best about the being on the road and what's tough about life on the road, and how they still show off some fancy footwork, even though, to quote Jordan Knight, they're old geezers. <laughs> uh, they also chat all about their new EP, Thankful, their collaboration with DMX. Sure. Who knew? And who would be their dream addition to the Total Package Tour in the future? Mm. So here is our interview with New Kids on the Block. Well, hello to New Kids on the Block, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Thank you. Oh, wow. Good to be here. Uh, You just wrapped up a little Facebook Live with us in New York. Yes, we did. did. Thanks for coming in and doing all this. Um, you just kicked off your total package tour, and now that you have a few shows under your belt, uh, what can you tell fans about what to expect on the tour? Uh, Not much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, uh, I would say it's it's a we've changed the show a lot. We've added some old songs, uh, kind of taken take the fans on a trip down memory lane from the first album to our current EP, Thankful and. We haven't really done something like that in our shows, so um, it's a lot of fun. We do all the hits still and add a little bit of the new music, and it's uh, first two shows went great. We still dance a lot, even though we're old geezers. Yeah, <laughs> but we still we 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 do we put out a lot of energy. We 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 love dancing and uh, interacting with the crowd, and and um, Paul Abdul's uh, opens up for us in in Boys to Man, and they're um, yeah, great. Um, Paul Abdul's show is is amazing. We saw some footage of it earlier. We we didn't get the chance, haven't got the chance to see it yet. The full thing, the full yeah. thing. But um, we we saw some footage of it, and it looks it looks like a music video. It looks like a a musical. It live, awesome. though. live. She does it live. It's like <laughs> a Broadway show live on stage. <laughs> And you actually toured with Boys to Men before, and obviously you came up around the same time as Paula. So is this kind of like a reunion for all of you to get back together? 
Uh, we're boys to men. Yeah, we, you know, we, them, we toured with them in 2013. It was great. We had a blast. So it's kind of a natural thing to do it again because it was very successful and they're easy to work with. Um, and Paula was just like a gigantic bonus that she wanted to tour again. And, you know, we were planning to tour and she said she'd love to tour with us. So worked out. It's awesome. And you guys have actually been touring together for a long time now. So what are some of your favorite things to like about getting back on the road or maybe some of your least favorite things too? I like uh, dinner after the shows yeah. with the guys. The dinner mm-hmm. after the shows, nice. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there's, you know, there's when you go out on the road. Uh, even though we have families and lives, I mean, you know, you this is your job, and the 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 perks of kind of, you know, you you miss the other life, but it's kind of nice to just focus on your job, the show at night, you know, this there's there is some downtime which is nice, but you also need it because the tour is a grind. So, um I feel a little selfish at times knowing that my wife is back home, you know, taking care of the three kids, but um I enjoy I have to enjoy it, you know, and make the most of it and and just traveling around the country and seeing these towns and um and then hanging with the guys. We're we're lucky. And do you guys try to get the kids out on some of the tour dates as well? Yeah, I think we all the families come out like periodically, you know, from yeah. time to time. My my family's going to be out for a couple of days this week, and uh, I'm sure everybody else is going to be coming out soon too. Well, awesome! And you also just put out your uh, new five song EP, Thankful. Um, and you said you broke out some of the new material um, in your first couple of shows. How does it feel to to play that new music, and and how are your fans receiving it so far? So far, so good. I mean, the I, the reaction from the crowd has been amazing. Um, you know, and just for us to have uh, new stuff to perform perform on stage is is always you know it's always so fun to to have that. Yeah. And um, you know you don't you haven't put out new music every single time you've toured. So why why was now the right time to put out these five songs for for the fans? It's been like well, it's been like four years since the mm-hmm. last time we put something out. So it, it it's kind of more like a feeling. You're just like man, you know, it's kind of time now. It's kind of time to do something new for us and for the fans. It's like it makes it it makes it fresh and new for us. Because we, you know, we want to do some new stuff. We want to do new, sing new songs and do new routines and stuff like that. And the fans want some something new as well. Um, we always, always like do the old school stuff, you know. And um, so that's a given. And um, we always want to do new stuff as well, just to make it fun. I think it was good. Sometimes, you know, with a band and five guys doing their thing, to to make a whole album can really slow things up. And and in retrospect, it's not like it was a big plan, but, like, the fact that we did an EP this time, just, you know, five or six new songs, you know, to kind of infuse it with some fresh new music uh, was good. We didn't – we wanted to get it out there and and just, you know, um, I'm glad we, we did it without having to do a whole album. And what was the recording process like and also kind of the song selection slash writing process like? Well, we have actually um, our A&R person is Amy uh, Nedu, and she is she was a fan back in the day. And when we first got back together, she was working at Interscope, who we uh, signed with. uh, We we released the block 
uh, our first album that we released in a long time. And so she stuck with us for the next album that we made, 10, and hooked us up with a great group of guys called DK Music uh, from, uh, I was going to say Norway. Denmark. Denmark, Denmark yeah. Um, <laughs> great guys. And who helped, uh, Lars uh, helped us with, with vocal production on this on this album. So Amy went and found a bunch of songs. And, um, you know, there's five guys with, you know, five different opinions. And, and you just, you know, try to find songs that everybody kind of, feels or can agree with or you know may, maybe make our own at this point i think when we get on a record we kind of make it our own because we have a sound uh, after all these years which is which is kind of nice and interesting how you can make it your own and uh you put out one more night first and actually billboard debuted the video for that one thank you for that yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it's such such a great driving song how did that video concept come about um following each of you from, you know, behind the stage to up to a concert? It was actually the director, Jay Martin. It was his idea. Uh, he wrote out a treatment, and it just, it was, you know, simple, but, you know, we knew from seeing his other material that it was, he'd at least make us look right. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, um, you know, it was simple, and, um, it, I mean, it turned out, far beyond what i expected so yeah uh, it's great and uh the last song on the ep still sounds good it's such a fun 80s throwback um it even samples uh 99 loof balloons mm. uh and joe you actually co-wrote that song right um so how did that sample come about and how did that whole kind of 80s vibe and all the shout outs and all uh, that come about? well i had the the melody like the top line if you will for still sounds good but i was at, you know i was trying to figure out what the track was going to be and i wasn't sure and then i i've always loved that song you know and i've always loved that part of that song and it was such a breakdown and i said why why haven't i heard that you know i figured that would have been sampled but maybe um i was just partial to it and and it was it was interesting because you know, we replayed it. There's lots of different things. It's not an actual sample, but obviously, you when you when you the the writers of that original song are part of the writers as well. Um, for all those Billboard fans that see all those names nowadays, you know, there's <laughs> 20 names on so many songs because they're samples. But I was I was really happy to you know I love that record and to kind of incorporate it with us and you know it's 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 a wink to the fans. Of course, you know the whole album is you know just saying how thankful we are to be able to be doing what we're doing and, and, you know, looking back in the past, embracing the past. And it's fun. That's one of the ones we do in the concert too. And we have fun doing it and they seem to like it. So, um, yeah, we're, it's, it's, it's fun. Um, and I haven't heard the, the deluxe uh, version of the EP yet, but I see that the bonus track we were here features DMX. Is that right? (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. How did that come about? Uh, Were you guys fans? Don, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, he he had a lot of hit records, and I think Donnie has has, you know, bumped into him a few times throughout the years, um, and um, I think he did something on on a record for him or something, and then mm-hmm. and then he took yeah, it or he, he sampled it. it. I think he sampled it and remixed it on something, and he was like, "No, this would look work well on the on this new record as well." Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it all worked out, you know, it, making a record, you just never know how artists can come together and schedules and all that stuff. But 
he was very cool, very excited to be a part of it, and it kind of, you know, kind of fits. He's 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 got that throwback vibe too now, you know. And our fans, you know, he had a lot of hit records and songs that people connect to, so it's cool to have him part of it. And um, you guys have been getting together with all these awesome other acts for your past few tours. Um, TLC, Nelly, 98 Degrees, Backstreet Boys, a bunch more. Um, are there any acts that you kind of have on the wish list that you're dying to uh, hit the road with next, maybe? I think there's one big one left that we've always um, thought it would be a dream come true if it worked out. And, uh, I mean, I guess it's no secret that growing up, you know, being from Boston and New Edition, being from Boston and looking up to those guys. But, again, you're dealing with six other guys Right. You know, five or six other guys. And it, it's tough. You know, it's really got to be in the stars, you know. So who knows if that's a possibility. But um, we've been able to find – I mean, we're just so lucky to have, you know, Boys to Men tour with them again and, and Paul Abdul. It's really kind of like the perfect night. And uh, so we'll enjoy this one. And, I mean, it's going to be tough to figure out that perfect act. But we've been lucky over the years to just find the right fit. Well, amazing. Thank you so much to New Kids on the Block, and good luck on the rest of the tour. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. And this, this we'll is, see you out there. Yeah, this right. is very cool. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye. You guys are the best. Thank you so much to Joey, Jordan, Jonathan, and Danny for chatting with us. The Total Package Tour continues Tuesday in Portland, Oregon, and wraps up July 16th in Hollywood, Florida. I thought you were going to say that uh, they had a guest on their album that wasn't DMX, perhaps named Quavo. Oh, sorry. They didn't get Quavo this time. This but time. He's on their next album. The deluxe reissue sure. of Thankful. <laughs> or maybe sure. Takeoff. Yeah. <laughs> Takeoff. There's, there's, there's an opening right there. Indeed. Um, well, now it is time for the chart stat of the week. Since we were talking about the Tony Awards earlier, we've got a Broadway-related chart stat for you. 35 years ago this week, Jennifer Holliday's recording of And I Am Telling You I'm Not Going from the musical Dreamgirls debuted on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart. The song arrived on the June 5th, 1982 dated list and eventually sailed all the way to number one on the July 24th chart, spending a total of four weeks atop the list. Dreamgirls opened on Broadway in December of 1981, and the following June, Holiday won the Tony Award for Best Performance by a Leading Actress in a Musical for her role as Effie White in the show. The following year, Holiday was nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammy Awards, and she won the, the award for Best R&B Vocal Performance Female for And I Am Telling You. I didn't know she was nominated for Best New Artist. I know, neither did I until I looked that up. That is like, awesome. I was like, and all basically from the, the excitement yeah. and power of Dreamgirls. Um, so there you have it. 35 years ago this week, Jennifer Holliday's And I Am Telling You I'm Not Going debuted on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart on its way to number one. Okay, any parting words, Katie? We are at the end of our shoe. Very excited for the Tonys this Sunday. And uh, I have to say I was a little bummed that the the rumored Oasis reunion did not happen on Sunday. So I kind of feel like maybe we should go out with a little Oasis. Okay, which Oasis okay song? With you. Do you have a particular um, I mean, let's just go with Don't Look Back at Anger. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.